This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about settlement solutions, litigation, mediation, and structured financial security from Ringler, the largest and most experienced company of settlement consultants in the United States. Ringler has been helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by American General, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host, Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, the head of Ringler's Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us again today. Well, the American Association of People with Disabilities, the AAPD, is a convener, a connector, and a catalyst for change when it comes to people with disabilities. It most certainly is all of that. It's also one of the most important allies of the structured settlement industry. And today we've asked its president and CEO, Helena Berger, to be our special guest. Helena has been a disability rights activist for 30 years and has been associated with AAPD leadership for over 20 years. So with that, great to have you here, Helena. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Larry. I'm really um, I'm pleased to, to be on the show, and I have to start by thanking Ringler um, for being a, a long, long-time supporter of AAPD, which we greatly appreciate, and, and more importantly for all the the great work that you do to improve the lives of people with disabilities. So again, thank you. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, you're right. I mean, Ringler, we've we've basically strongly supported the ongoing fight for the rights of the disabled. Uh, and I know it's it's very important to support groups like, your, like yours to uh, help deliver the message. And uh, we're glad that uh, that you recognize that. And we're very happy and proud to do that. Now, joining me today also is my co-host, and that's uh, my good friend and colleague, Cindy Shanley, who manages the Ringler operations in Louisville and southern Indiana. As a consultant, Cindy markets, quotes, and designs structured settlement plans that meet the unique needs of the injured, and she has extensive experience really informing others about the benefits of structured settlements. She's a real pro. I've known her for a long time. She's a great friend. Welcome to the show, Cindy. Great to have you back as co-host. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Terrific. Well, Helena, there are so many important topics to talk about, such as the Affordable Care Act, and and we'll get to all that. But first, I'd like you to tell us what some of the everyday challenges are that face the disabled today and what your focus will be moving forward. Give us a little bit of insight. Sure. Um, You know, one of the, the first things that come to my mind is the issue of employment when it comes to people with disabilities. Our community faces, um, you know, twice the rate of unemployment as people without disabilities. Just to throw out another stat, because I think it really resonates, is that when you look at the labor force participation rate of people with disabilities, it hovers around 20%. Mm -hmm. If you look at people without disabilities, it hovers somewhere like 68 to 70%. And these are recent figures. This is as of the end of July. So you can see that there's a huge disparity in our community when you compare it to people without disabilities. So certainly employment is a big issue. I think another issue that people with disabilities face on a regular basis is the attitudinal barriers. That's a little harder to break down. You know, we've got the ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act, was passed 27 years ago. It has made a huge difference in the lives of people with disabilities. Not as much around employment. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little later. But the attitudes are hard to break down. 
Um, and, I, you know, I think through some of our, our programs and some of the work that, that we'll be doing, hopefully moving forward with our new board chair, we'll be able to change more of the hearts and minds of folks. But I do think that the attitudes, the stigma that is still pretty prevalent in our society when it comes to people with disabilities is something that people with disabilities face. You know, then, of course, you've got a whole issue of community integration. We've got a lot, a lot of folks in our community who are living in institutions, not because they want to, but because they don't have the home and community-based services that they need to live at home, you know, to be part of the community, to be part of society. So that's another issue. And then I would also say, you know, constant issues of accessible transportation, especially if you live in rural areas, affordable, accessible housing. So these are just, you know, some of the issues that people with disabilities face, I think, on a regular basis. You know, it's interesting, Helena, to the average person walking down the street, uh, they come to a a curb on the corner and they see it's it's lowered, you know, and, and, and... People are dragging their briefcases and they're saying, "Isn't this great?" Some of them don't even realize it was a that was the ADA that really Absolutely. made a lot of that happen. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's it's an interesting sidelight, but it's uh, it's amazing how the ADA has affected not not only disabled, but it's it's helped everyone in in America well, really. And Larry, I think that's a really great point. So what we call that, we call that universal design. So it's not just helping somebody who is a wheelchair user, but like you said, somebody who is with a baby stroller or, you know, a salesperson with their little wheelie thing there. Um, So, yeah, it's universal design. And let's be honest, um, as all of us begin to age and we're all living longer and, you know, the baby boom population, again, we're all getting older, at some point we're all going to have a disability. We may not recognize it, but our sight, our hearing, our mobility is not going to be what it once was. So the community of people with disabilities is just going to grow. You're, you're so right. You are so right. I have to tell you, I was uh, returning a rental car recently, and there wasn't a real accessible way to get back to the building, and I had to pick up my roller bag. I had two bags with me and had to pick them up, and I, in my mind, I immediately thought, what if somebody was disabled and trying to get through here? They wouldn't be able to. So, I mean, I understand the attitudes and the accessibility. Just being a person who's not... I always keep it in mind because we work with so many disabled people. Uh, why don't we switch gears a little bit and, and talk a little bit about the, the, our senators trying to repeal the Affordable Care Act, and they tried to do it several different ways, including the skinny repeal, and everything ultimately failed. Can you talk about, well, when we know who the standout oppositions were, it was Republicans, uh, Senators Collins, Murkowski, and finally the big no vote from John McCain. Uh, <laughs> can you talk about a- the AAPD's in- uh, involvement in that process and what your reaction has been? Sure, absolutely. So, you know, our role is really um, about educating our community. So what we were doing, I'd say, at least a couple of days a week, through our database and through our social media channels. So I'd say, you know, minimum 50,000 people we were reaching, probably more when you think about social media. And um, first of all, educating about what's happening with every iteration of the new, you know, repeal and replace and how that was going to devastate the disability community, especially when it came to the Medicaid cuts, and that it was imperative to call your senator to meet with your senator, if they were coming home 
over the weekend, you know, go to a town hall, set up, again, set up a meeting in the district office. So I, I role was really a, a really big communication push with our allies, our members, and like I say, the broader community, just to really keep them educated, make them aware of, again, if the repeal and replace went through, how devastating it would be to people with disabilities, and to make sure that they were, you know, contacting um, their members of, of Congress, especially their senators. Well, make sure you keep Ringler in mind when you want those communication things sent out. We'll be happy to help and be involved in that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and Helena, it's it's interesting that, uh, you know, as much as that Senate vote was precarious there, there's going to be at some point some change uh, needed in the Health Care Act to, to, to make it passable in, in the Congress. So uh, it's going to be very interesting, interesting to see how all these different groups hopefully coalesce around something that will really help the American people. Yeah, I mean, you're starting to hear, you know, some chatter up on Capitol Hill of, you know, working together in a bipartisan manner, and there are, I think, certain areas where there may be some agreement. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I don't think this fight is over by any means. They have some other high-level things, obviously, Congress does on their agenda, so does the president. But, I, you know, we'll be revisiting this, and, you know, our role is to make sure that you know, the lives and liberty of people with disabilities are protected. And again, you know, there are, there are 10 million non-elderly disabled individuals that count on Medicaid. And that's not just from a healthcare perspective. You know, Medicaid helps you get to work, you know, go to school, um, you know, live in your community. You know, the whole issue of pre-existing conditions was at stake. So there was just so much at stake that, like I said, really would have been devastating to our community. And this is not hyperbole, but we really believe that could have resulted in deaths um, if if Medicaid was slashed to the extent that it was proposed. Well, it's a it's a, obviously a contentious issue out there, and uh, the political heat is is all over that issue. And uh, at some point, there'll be some some resolution to it. But I know you'll be right there in the in the middle of the fight. Well, talk to us now, Helena, about some of the other areas in which the AAPD is making a difference for disabled people. And why don't you touch on employment, education, and housing? What's going on in those areas? Well, from an employment standpoint, um, where we're, I believe, making a difference is through some of our programs. And the couple of programs that stand out in mind is, so AAPD has a um, summer internship for college students with disabilities, college and graduate students. We've had this program for 15 years. We've had about 250 students come through the program. Um, and it really, so what we do is it's, um, we bring 15 students, could be more or less, but this summer we had 15 students come to Washington, D.C. We, um, we pay for their housing. We pay for their transportation to and from D.C., and they get a stipend, and then we place them for 10 weeks in a job. Um, and to me, the experience that the interns get, which is, which is basically really transformational, um, at the end of 10 weeks, if you talk to the interns, they tell you, you know, what a difference this has made in their life, both personally and professionally. And then the flip side of that, of course, we want to have a positive experience for the students, but it's for the employers for the summer who have maybe never had an opportunity 
to work with somebody with a disability. So we were talking about early on about attitudinal barriers. The best way to break down those barriers, right, is to start dealing with people with disabilities, start hiring people with disabilities. So we really believe that this program, like I say, it it provides great experience for the interns and then helps them, like I say, in their professional growth, getting employment, and just as importantly, it sensitizes employers and hopefully um, breaks down some of the myths and stereotypes about disability. Yeah, that's a big that's a big point. Uh, you often find that people are, are more afraid of something until they really encounter it and live with it, and then all of a sudden it's it's not such a, a problem as, as they anticipated initially. So, yeah, I think that's a very good way to deal with that. What about the housing area? You know, um, we don't have any really housing per se. I think our, what we would do around housing is we work in coalition with other disability groups. There's a large coalition called the Consortium for Citizens with Disabilities. It's made up of over 100 organizations that represent um, disability groups, um, and they have various task force. So if they're working on housing, we will join in. We will do sign-on letters up to, on the Hill. So from a policy standpoint, we would work, like I say, in coalitions with other disability groups to support legislation or national policy. Um, but but on, a, um, on a day-to-day basis, I would say when you look at our programs, it's not like one of our major, it's not a major focus, even though we know in the community finding affordable, accessible housing sometimes is, is not easy. Helena, I was wondering if you could share like a real-life story of um, how AAPD has made a, a real difference in the community with maybe a story you have about an individual or a group, something like that. Yeah, I would, you know, I would harken back to our internship program. So our, we just had this summer, as I mentioned, 15 interns. Um, some of them were undergraduate students. Some of them were graduate students. They lived together. And at George Washington University, like I say, they get placed either on Capitol Hill um, or in the private or or um, public sector. And at our farewell dinner, we went around the room to talk about the impact that the internship had on their life for that 10 weeks. And that's when I talk about how it's transformational, how every single intern said that this experience was the best experience of their life. Many of them never lived with other students with disabilities, so it was was getting to know and understand other disabilities. It was actually, for some of them, pride in who they are. I mean, our organization is about disability pride, right? It's not about shame or hiding your disability, although that's a personal choice if you don't have a visible one. But everybody left there feeling very proud of who they are, Um, I think more confident in who they are, um, again, the experience that they got in their internship that they can take um, with them into future career experiences. So for us, um, you know, a lot of times when you do advocacy work, you don't get to see immediate tangible results, right? It, it's incremental, and it takes a long time, in, 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 especially in civil rights movements, which the disability rights movement is, to see change. Well, with our interns every summer, we see students coming in, and by the end of the summer, they're profoundly changed. And it's, it's all for 
you know, for the better. And it's it's probably the most rewarding thing that we do at AEPD. I bet it was uh, incredible just to see the change of, of each of the individuals themselves as well as the group. I can't imagine how great that was for you all to see. Yeah, I, I sat there at our farewell dinner, and I, I wish we had their testimonials recorded. Unfortunately, we didn't. But it was also really emotional because it was just, a lot of heartfelt gratitude to be given the opportunity to come to D.C., you know, to have a job for 10 weeks. I mean, we, we put them in touch with a lot of disability leaders. They meet corporate people. Uh, I mean, the networking opportunity is phenomenal. Um, yeah, so they, it, it's really just an amazing experience. And, um, you know, I, we bump into interns five, six, seven, eight, nine years down the road, and that's the feedback we still get. You know, they still say one of the best experiences they've ever had in their life was the AP internship. And some of them get another internship. Some of them have gotten job offers. So, I mean, it's it's really an amazing program, and like I said, probably um, our flagship program. Terrific. Well, we're going to take a quick break right now, but Cindy and I will be right back right here on Ringle Radio with our special guest, Helena Berger. We'll be right back. This is Ringler Radio, brought to you from Ringler, the nation's leading provider of fair settlement solutions. Did you know that Ringler is involved in a third of all structured settlement cases in the country? Ringler Advisors work with all the parties in a lawsuit settlement to find the best possible financial solution for the people involved. Everybody wins. There's a Ringler consultant in all the major cities of the U.S. No one has more experienced experts in the settlement business than Ringler. Check out our website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for injured parties, attorneys, and claims professionals to find the Ringler Advisor nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best, most objective financial plan. You can count on Ringler Advisors to create a customized plan that meets the financial needs of you and your family for the future. Visit RinglerAssociates.com to learn more. Well, welcome back to Ringler Radio. Glad you could join us. We're here today with my co-host, Cindy Shanley. And our special guest, Helena Berger, President and CEO of the AAPD. Now, Helena, it was announced recently that Ted Kennedy Jr. is the newly elected board chair of the AAPD. And, of course, he brings a lot of experience and certainly name recognition. Uh, Tell us the impact he might bring to the AAPD uh, in that role. Well, needless to say, we're thrilled to have Ted. He's been a board member for 15 years and has stepped up into this leadership role. And I think because he is Ted Kennedy Jr. and he has the name recognition that Ted's really going to be able to amplify our message, elevate our message, open doors for APD that, to be honest, we normally wouldn't be able to open maybe with some new corporate partners, with the media, which he's already helping us. Um, with. So I think we have just a tremendous opportunity with Ted as our new board chair um, in this leadership role. And again, being a person with a disability, uh, being an attorney, and having a lot of health care experience as well, he's a huge asset to our organization. That sounds, sounds exactly right. 
That's wonderful. We do want to tell you how proud we are um, of the association we have with the AAPD. And as you know, it's our goal to protect injured people, not only who have structured settlements, but Wrangler's really starting to uh, branch out and be more in consulting roles. For example, one of the things that we've started doing is um, trying to figure out ways to put trust together and funded with structured settlements to allow the disabled to keep their means-tested government benefits. We think that's so important so that they can have some some good in their lives besides having to uh, just depend only on their government benefits. So we want to be more of a consulting role, and that's going to help us with our relationship with you, I think so. Um, Helena, can you talk a little bit about how the AAPD feels or about the support of structured settlements? So from, from my perspective, um, you know, I think we complement each other. I think the work that you're doing to support, you know, your, your membership uh, and the work that we do from a civil rights perspective, again, I think we really do complement each other. I think we both serve really important roles um, in the community to once again make sure that people with disabilities, you know, have the best quality of life possible. So, you know, for all the years that we've had the relationship with, uh, with NASTA, and it just continues to grow and flourish, and the support just to, continues to get deeper and deeper, um, you know, AAPD is really, like I say, just grateful for the support, but again, grateful for the work that you're doing to ensure that people with disabilities have the best quality of life possible. And like I said, I just think our organizations are great complements to one another. Yeah, I agree with you. We dovetail so well, and uh, it's, it's really heartening to know that. So in the short time we have remaining, uh, Helena, tell us about the Rev Up campaign that uh, the AAPD recently is promoting, uh, this voter registration week. Give us uh, some insights into that. Yeah, happy to. So our mission, as you mentioned earlier, being a convener, connector, and catalyst for change is to increase the political and economic power of people with disabilities. So when we talked about economic power, we talked early on about employment and some of the the work we're doing around employment. Now we're talking about political power. So AAPD is the national coordinator of Rev Up, Register, Educate, Vote, Use Your Power. We started this um, in early 2016 around the presidential election. We did a presidential candidate. A questionnaire. We're working with a lot of grassroots folks on the ground, and right now what we're focused on, um, obviously, is the midterm elections in 2018, although we have two gubernatorial elections, one in New Jersey and one in Virginia. But a little long-term out, we're looking at how can we ensure that um, the voices of people with disabilities are heard at the ballot box? How do we get more people registered, that's people with disabilities, more people voting, um, because our voice can make a difference. And if people with disabilities want to see policy change, that happens at the, bo- at the ballot box. And one of the ways we think to make that happen is, again, we're working with people on the ground to create state disability voting coalitions. Right now we've got 19 states uh, where they're um, developing these voting coalitions that we think are going to be really powerful as we move into 2000. And 18, because we know that a lot of the power, especially where we are in this political environment, resides at the state level. So if we can start making changes 
locally, right? All like they say, all politics is local at the local level, at the state level. We believe it will trickle up. So I think outside of our internship, this is also one of the, I think one of the most important things that AAPD can be doing is increasing the political power of people with disabilities, getting more people with disabilities engaged in the political process, and hopefully getting more people with disabilities to run for office. That would be great. That would be great. It's uh, we've actually had uh, some some uh, politicians with disabilities. Uh, well, there's one in Rhode Island, a congressman that you might know That's of. Right. Yep, Congressman Langevin, and yep. there's Tammy Duckworth, yes. Senator Duckworth in Illinois. Yes, yes. So that yeah, the more the more disabled that are in that uh, role in Congress, uh, obviously, the more uh, the more it comes to the to the uh, forefront of everyone's thought thoughts on the issue. So with that, let's let's wrap up. Uh, tremendous show, Helena, and uh, loved uh, hearing all about the progress the AAPD is making in so many of the areas you discussed. If someone wanted to contact you or get some more information about AAPD, how would they do that? Well, there's our website, which is www.aapd.com. We also have a toll-free number, 1-800-840-8844. Terrific. And Cindy, if someone wanted to speak to you, how would they do that? Well, actually, they can speak to either Larry or me <laughs> by going to ringlerassociates.com and um, looking uh, for our names. And, or, and you can talk, contact me by calling 502-569-9339. And I want to thank you, Helena, for, for this show. It's been wonderful. Well, I agree with that. And uh, let me just tell all of our listeners that if you want to have uh, contact with any Ringler Associate around the country, I agree with Cindy. Go to the website, ringlerassociates.com, where you can uh, find any of us and, uh, and contact us for any of the services that we can provide to help you in the litigation and claims arena that you might be working in. And in the meantime, you can listen to all the Ringler Radio shows. You can go to ringlerassociates.com, ringlerradio.com, legaltalknetwork.com, or to iTunes where you can download and listen at your leisure. So with that, I want to thank Helena again for being such a great guest. Thanks, Helena. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. And, and uh, Cindy, once again, as always, great, great co-host. Thank you. Thanks, Larry. Terrific. And the rest of you out there, go have a great day. Bye-bye. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network. Its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. Celebrating more than a decade of podcasting and over 2 million listeners. Think of Ringler, the objective settlement advisors with more than 140 consultants in 60 cities nationwide. Visit ringlerassociates.com today.